0: The audio you're about to hear has been extracted from a YouTube live. I'm Zara Harrison, author, counselor, and coach, hoping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. So angry, so, so angry. Um, It's crazy because I wanted to talk about this video and it deals with anger and having an outburst and feeling guilty about it before I even had a dearly a recent Dearly Beloved group session. And if you don't know what Dearly Beloved is, it is a support group that I facilitate on a monthly basis. Sometimes it'll be two a month for adults, sometimes there's just one. But one of the participants actually shared a a moment where she had a fit of anger. And as she talked about it a little bit more, I was like, whoa, I'm about to talk about that in a live that's coming up. Um, Just having like what's called a righteous anger. And a lot of us don't think about righteous anger when it has to deal with emotional abuse or or even spiritual abuse or mental abuse or um, physical abuse. You know what I mean? This channel predominantly deals with emotional abuse and spiritual abuse but this can relate to people that are being affected and um, physically as well. And I wanted to talk about what most like therapists, psychologists and all that they call, the term is called reactive abuse. I don't really like the word abuse and I'm gonna explain why as far as reactive, what I'm gonna call it as behavior is concerned. I don't really like that because it already makes the person that that reacts in this way that I'm about to share, they already are dealing with guilt. They're already dealing with shame. They're already feeling, they're usually gaslit, meaning they are manipulated and controlled into believing something that is not true. It can literally drive you crazy. And um, like, seriously, I'm not saying that jokingly, like you can lose your mind playing around with somebody who is... A manipulator, a controller um, who has certain types of behaviors. You'll start doubting everything, questioning everything. Your self esteem goes away. You don't know what's right or wrong anymore. It, you can live a very double minded life without even trying. When you're in a relationship with someone and not just, you know, um, man woman type thing, this could be work, this could be family. This could be parent, child. This is not, when I talk about these things on my channel, I'm not only talking about romantic relate with some people title romantic relationships. I'm talking about interpersonal relationships in any capacity. These things can happen. So I don't like to call it reactive. Abuse is what the term is normally called. I like to refer to it as reactive behavior because I I never want, when I'm talking to people personally, I never want someone to feel like you're an abuser because you're being abused. There, This is a difference. So let's talk about it. Um, again, usually in the field it's called reactive abuse, but I'm gonna refer to it as reactive behavior. And you can look up more about it if you want to. If you search reactive abuse, but I'm talking about reactive behavior. So reactive behavior is when peace, Nyoka, peace, Paul, is when a person that is being abused emotionally, meaning they're being put down constantly, they're being neglected, their needs are being dismissed, they're constantly invalidated, they're not heard, They, um, the person doesn't have empathy, uh, they... They just feel like they can't connect with another person and they become malicious over the person trying to connect with them. So it could be emotional abuse. It can be mental abuse. It can be spiritual abuse. Any abuse of power in any kind of way. Reactive behavior is when that person who is experiencing that abuse finally lashes out to the person that's abusing them In any of those categories. So it's in response to an abuse and they lash out or they say something. um, They say something, they do something, they might throw something, they might slam doors, they might yell, they may scream. And this response is not usually like their nature or their character. So this is the thing that um, makes the difference is that this person doesn't normally act this way. This is not, the core of who this person is, is not what's demonstrated in their actions. They don't don't go around behaving this way. They don't often throw, slam doors, yell. But in this relationship, or around these people, or in these connections, they suddenly become this way. Now, some people might say, well, that was in you, and that trigger brought it out. And it could be, but most times you know scripture talks about not just like a father not provoking their child you know no one should provoke another person to anger that's not the mark of a believer right so some people believe well that triggered you because that's in you and that's who you are i tend to disagree with that because if someone is abusive it's only so much that a person can take before they react And again, the term that is commonly used is reactive abuse, but I'm calling it reactive behavior. Your behavior starts to change and you start to react in a way that you normally didn't react, but it's because of the abuse that you're experiencing. You get overwhelmed, you get frustrated, you get tired, you're being constantly, constantly, constantly provoked. And it's only so much that you can take. Um, So, and another thing is, it's an abuser's manipulation tactic to shift blame onto the person that they are abusing. Okay? So, this is the thing about reactive behavior. When a person who's dealing with being abused emotionally, and I know some people don't like that word... They don't think that abuse word is just too strong. Let's talk about that real quick before I go into the next point. The reason why I use the word abuse, even though some people feel it's strong, is because it's the truth. You just want to get right to the heart of the matter. We don't want to say you treated me unkind. You know, we all treat people unkind sometimes. I sometimes treat people unkind. You sometimes treat people unkind. But it's when it's a behavioral pattern, that's when it becomes abusive. If you constantly, consistently treat people unkind, when no one is provoking you, because we wanna talk about reactive behavior is based on being provoked. When nobody is doing that to you, that's, that's, that's different. This is a pattern that you walk out. This is your lifestyle. So abuse, it becomes abusive when it's a pattern. This is something you always do. You're constantly unkind. You constantly are sarcastic. You constantly are talking about people. You constantly are taking advantage of people. You, from one relationship to, to the next, you're always doing this. You never have empathy with anybody, not just one person, but constantly in all your relationships, you're not an empathetic person. You don't listen well. You snap back you know we're not talking about these one-time hit or miss events because none of us are perfect so sometimes we we don't always respond you know like the perfect way because we're not perfect sometimes our responses are not kind and they're not you know loving and they're not of the Ruach Kakadesh. so I'm not talking about that kind of person but you are an abuser Not just physical, you can be an emotional abuser, a mental abuser, a spiritual abuser. Spiritual abuser, what is that? Say you're constantly using the name of Yah and saying that Yah told you to tell somebody something. And you do that all the time. And say you told nine people something that Yah told you to say. Yah told me to say this to you. So there's nine people, and out of those nine people, you were wrong to eight of them. That's spiritual abuse you're going around telling people that y'all said something off of emotion or just a feeling and y'all didn't really tell you to say that. You're abusing a spiritual power. We talked about emotional abuse. Y'all, most people already know about physical abuse. That's like that's the one that everybody knows. But on my channel, I just really want to hit home on the fact that their sp- physical abuse is not the only abuse. And it's not the only serious abuse. Emotional abuse is serious. In um, Dearly Beloved Support Group, this past Sunday, I showed them like a clip about the effects of loneliness and how you can actually be around people and in a relationship and still be lonely. And it talked about, it had actual scientific proof that loneliness not dealt with being in and around people that don't really support you or who abuse their, um, their power in your relationship can leave you feeling like you've smoked 15 cigarettes every day. This was like scientific proof. It's like smoking 15 cigarettes every day that it can even take off lifespan. It can cut your lifespan short. They did a study and they were like they gave people Tylenol who were feeling lonely and neglected and emotionally abused, basically, Tylenol, and it had an effect on them as if they were using it for a physical pain. It can bring physical pain to your body. These things are serious. It's not a joke. And I try to really convey that because some people literally laugh at emotional abuse. People will try to share their stories about it, and they're like, and I'm going to show you this is one of the things that an emotional abuser There are a few things that an emotional abuser says that will help you identify them. I'm going to share them in a minute, but reactive behavior is when a person that is being abused finally lashes out towards the person that is abusing them. It's in response to a person who consistently, consistently abuses them emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and of course, of course, physically, but these are these other ways too. And again, it's, While it's the abusers, pretty much everyday behavior, it's their character. It's their pattern. This is not necessarily the person who it's happening to when they finally lash out. It's not their character. This is like not who they are. This is why they get so, they deal with so much guilt and shame because they're like, I'm not this way. Why did I do that? They feel so terrible. I know this from personal experience. Being in relationships with people who have been emotionally abusive to me as well through childhood and adulthood, where you start questioning yourself because of what someone is doing to you and then how you responded. Right. So uh, the, uh, the abuser, when you react a certain way, it's their tactic. They're manip, they're doing this on purpose to get you to respond this way. They want you to respond this way. It's a manipulation tactic. Why? Cause they want to shift blame onto you. They don't want it coming back to them. So they want to get you, they want to provoke you to a place where you will respond and aha, see, it's you. It's you, right? And you think it's you because of how you responded, right? So it's, it's important for us to remember that this is this is on purpose. A person is doing this to you on purpose. They know what they're doing. They're wanting to provoke you and bring you to this place. Some people... Some people are just really sick and they enjoy provoking you to anger. They have a stronghold. Some demonic thing is on them where they get pleasure from making you sick, depressed, have anxiety, feel crazy. I'm working on a a series on narcissistic abuse right now because I want to show the emotional effects of narcissistic abuse. We don't really talk about that but I want to show that so I'm working on that now but they these abusers when you react that way it's a high for them they like that think about somebody who you keep trying to have a healthy relationship with them and every time you talk to them or most times you talk to them it just turns into an argument and then they start lashing out at you and you try to take it they make these little side remarks and you just try to take it. You just, you sit, you trying to take it. You're trying to take it. You're trying to take it. Finally, you have a conversation with them and you can't take it anymore. And now, boom, you just go off the handle. You go off the handle. That was their trick. They, they wanted that to happen. Yeah, these, some people are sick. They wanted you to do that. They're being controlled by a different spirit. This might be too much for y'all. But when you study, like now when it comes to certain like personality disorders and stuff like that and just mental ways that people act, they have these terms for them today. But if you do research and you go far, 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 far back, they used to be called like demonic possessions. They were like demons. They were spirits. Now they're, you know, uh, antisocial disorder or anxiety, or this, they gave these things names, but really they just gave a spirit a name. You know, these, everything is spiritual, right? This is why when I talk to people and I help them, I I usually try to point them back to the fact that a lot of today's, you know, therapy and counseling and all of that is really rooted in Yah. Like a lot of those principles have been taken from things that the Most High has already given to his people for us to know. They've taken them, they perverted them, they've renamed them. They've, not everybody, but a lot of people reshaped them, repackaged them. And now this is why most people don't like counseling or therapy because they think everybody is demonic and everybody is not. Some of them are, many of them are, but everybody is not. That's not the case. But this is why people think that the history of it is Before it was a lot of spiritual terms, now it's psychological terms. But anyway, um, like I was saying, when a person is trying to make you become a reactive abuser, or I like to say uh, have reactive behavior, that it is nine times out of ten it's intentional. They know what they're doing and they want you to get that way. Because what happens is if they can make you look like the crazy one, then it will it will invalidate them and their struggles of the insecurities they feel inside they already feel like something that might be wrong but they don't want to accept it so it has to be you instead right so these are some things that they may say this is how you'll know that um, especially when it comes to emotional abuse this is how you'll know that the person is trying to provoke you to have reactive behavior They'll say things like "You overreacting. You always overreacting." And they just a lot of the times they're like really calm. Like they lash out and stuff too. But the times where they're about to try to get you to react, they suddenly become calm and they say things. They say such hurtful things so calmly. They say it so calm and like suave, because they know that I'm about to get I'm about to get them, with my mouth or what I'm about to say. So they'll say things like "You're overreacting." They're they're constantly that you're too emotional. You're too emotional. This is a sign that this is the person that usually abuses people emotionally because they tell them you're too emotional because I want to abuse you emotionally and I don't want you to say nothing about it. So I'm going to say you too emotional. They say that constantly to a person or worse. Worse. What they do is they'll accuse you of being the abuser. You of being the abuser. Why? Because they provoked you to a certain anger You lash out in response to the abuse that you're receiving. And now it looks like you are the abuser because they just sitting there calm. I wasn't even, you know, I just said that. And look how you acting. See, look how you acting. It's a, it's, it's so manipulative. You know what I mean? Look up gaslighting and you'll see. And so some people are so gaslit. They actually start to believe they might be the abuser they start asking themselves, am I the one that's doing this? Well, maybe I did cause him to act that way or maybe I did cause her to do that. Or well, maybe, maybe it is my fault, like maybe I'm doing this. Maybe I'm doing this. When in fact, the person is being manipulated and provoked into reacting. So they seem like the problem. So they seem like the problem it's a whole game that some emotionally unwell people play and out of context out of context it would appear that way when it's not true it would appear that the person who is actually being abused is the abuser because of the way they respond to the abuse so here's an example here's an example say um You are in a relationship and you feel like the person you're in a relationship with is cheating on you. And you just got this feeling. I mean, they do certain things, like they flirt with people and stuff like that, but you just got this feeling, but you don't have no proof. And you just feel that, and you feel that, and you feel that, right? I remember being in a relationship before my husband, just having this nagging feeling with this person I was with that he was cheating on me, like constantly feeling like that. And I would try to confront him, and he would make fun of me and kind of like, treat me like I was delusional and kind of say like, you know, I'm so, um, uh, insecure. Like maybe I'm just insecure. You know what I mean? Um, but I knew something wasn't right. You know, just listen to y'all gut. Now, sometimes if, if your emotions are unhealthy, you can't really listen to your gut cause it's not stable. But if you're a pretty stable person, listen to your gut. It's trying to, trying to warn you of something. So, I would, ha- I would try to just have a reasonable conversation with this person and it would suddenly become like an all out attack on how insecure I was, how emotional I am, how, you know, you can't go by your feelings. You, everything is you trying to do it by your feelings. Everything ain't about feelings. And, you know, a healthy person will hear your concerns, say, well, dang, that hurts me that you would even think that. Like, why are you thinking that? And then you can have a conversation, an unhealthy person or a person who wants to be abusive towards you emotionally or spiritually or mentally or even physically is going to constantly just trying to have a reasonable conversation with them is going to turn into an all out verbal war and emotional assassination on you. Just a simple question. Right. So, again, I didn't have any proof, you know, that this person in my past was cheating or anything, but I could just feel it. Right. And so an example of an example would be there was one time where um, this person, he played basketball or whatever. And I was at one of his games while he was playing basketball. And um, I remember just feeling like, hmm, you know, this is the time when I was in college and stuff like that. We went to two different colleges like hours apart. And one of the games that I went to, I was like, hmm, um I still see a lot of people at the game. So what I'm going to do is next time he has a game, I snatched the schedule. I'm going to just come up here. I'm going to be in the audience, but he's not going to know that I'm here because I just had this suspicion. I just I just want to find out because I know <laughs> sometimes we know and we don't really need no proof. Our gut should just some some relationships are so unhealthy. We need to stop looking for proof for things we already know just another thing but i wanted to know i'm young i'm in my you know just into my 20s so you know i i didn't i wasn't really smart about some things so i go up there and i find after the game everybody leaves like everybody's gone but this one you know it was different girls hanging around so you know like if somebody plays basketball you know, the people that are with them usually waiting around after the game for the team to come out or whatever. So everybody's gone. And then I see certain people from the team come out. Now you kind of see I'm there because everybody's kind of gone. And it was me and my friend that I brought with me and another girl. All the other teammates had pretty much left. But there's this other girl. There's only one player left. And this other girl and me and my friend is sitting here. My friend ain't waiting for him. So who's this girl? Right? Again, I had these suspicions. He was very very emotionally abusive and verbally abusive. Like really, that was one of the most, and sexually abusive. That was one of the most terrible relationships I was ever in. Like for real, for real, if I could have go back, I should have called the cops on him or something the way that he abused me. But again, you know, when you are younger and nobody really teaches you about these things like that, you don't you don't really know. And and oftentimes. Sometimes abuse can be so subtle, you don't think it's abuse. Right. So he was doing things and I knew it was wrong, but he would be nice. But then sometimes he wouldn't. And I didn't know what I know now. If I knew what I know now, I, I, like I said, I should I would have called the cops. Um, but I didn't. Right. So. I see him come to the door and I guess he sees me. So he hurries up and closes the door. I'm looking around. The other girl is still there. I'm like, wow, this girl is waiting for him. And he knows it because he saw me and he shuts the door. Again, I have these suspicions, but he's constantly telling me how insecure I am. Breaking down my self-esteem. He started to make me believe I wasn't attractive anymore. I wasn't beautiful You know, he would make comments about the way I dress and then I would become insecure about, am I cute enough to go to the game or be around him or the people that he's around? You know, I was constantly questioning myself. That's another sign that you're being emotionally abused is you can't, you're not confident. They start breaking you down. People like this, they start to like literally break you down into a person that you don't even know anymore. So he's, I know he saw me. He slams the door, but he was so far away, it was like it could have been like, Well, no, I didn't see you, but I knew right. So I'm looking at my friend, and she's like, What's up? Like, I thought y'all was together, but why? I just saw it. I'm like, Yeah, I saw that too. So I'm sitting there, and I start calling him, and I'm calling him and calling him. And he's not, and I'm telling y'all, this is gonna be in book two. I shouldn't be telling this story. This is one of the most abusive relationships I was in. I should not be giving this away but by the time books who come out y'all will forget about this video but um so I call him and he doesn't answer the phone then I see the other girl like there was a set of bleachers on the other side this is where the other girl was sitting on the the other bleachers I see her phone her phone rings, and she picks her phones up she talks she kind of looks, and then she gets up and she walks away so right in my head, I'm like, he must have called her. She must already know about me. Because if she, if she didn't know about me, and she's like, what are you doing here? I'm pretty sure the kind of path that I had, it would have been a fight. She would have came over to me like, what you doing? Who you? Like, it would have turned into something. So I'm like, oh, all this stuff is clicking. I'm like, she knows about me because he's taking her directions to leave because I'm here. Or either he lied to her and said she crazy, leave, whatever, whatever, whatever it was. She was being manipulated, too, because she just gets up and starts following his commands. So she walks out. I was like, okay, I told my friend, I was like, let's go around the back because he got to come out of this this gym. It's only two doors to come out of this door. He ain't going to come out of. They about to lock this up. It's only one more door to go out of. So let's go around the back way. I'm going to stand off to the side and let's see when he come out. So again y'all this is me This is me before the most high This is me before I knew who I am today I wouldn't be dealing with this stuff or whatever So um, We go around to the back And I just kind of wait in the cut with my friend And my friend is like I can't believe you doing all of this This is not even like you What I just talked about right Reactive You'll start behaving in ways That isn't even you Here I am in the back the side of a cut a person don't want to see you what you waiting for go home I know that now but back then now I'm acting desperate in a sense for love because no in my mind I'm like no he can't be ignoring me like I just I must have this wrong like I have to be the only one my suspicions can't be true because he said they weren't. But yet here I am trying to prove them true. It's so psychologically twisted when you're in these kind of relationships. So we wait for a minute. I see his roommate come out and he goes past me. And I'm like, yo, you know to what his name was. And I'm like, hey, where's such and such? And he's like, oh, oh, he's like, oh, oh. And he looks at me like, oh, other girl here and she here. I'm not in this. And he was like, I don't know, I don't know. And he just keeps walking away. And I was like, wow, you see me all the time when I'm up here and you're going to treat me like that. But okay, that showed, it shows me what I'm dealing with. It shows me that I wasn't crazy. It shows me that I I was, the feelings I had was true, even though I couldn't prove them. Because now everybody is kind of looking like, ah, something wrong, but I don't want to get in this. So finally, the girl... I turn around, I don't know where the girl went. He still didn't come out. Finally, he comes out and I'm like, is that girl? Uh, He comes out of the other door and I'm like, why are you sneaking? You'll never come out this door, number one. And who is the other girl? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And he starts like, not yelling, but pretty much provoking me. And then I just start going off, going off, right? Now, to the people around who looks crazy, me, because they don't know the story. They don't know what happened. These are like, I'm talking about the random people. The people that knew him knew exactly what was going on. But the people that didn't know anything, it's like if you just saw a stranger outside yelling at a person, you would be like, yo, why? Well, if you have any kind of, you know, healthiness or under wanting to understand somebody you'll be like something must have happened but if you don't think that way you're gonna like she crazy she crazy right um so we're having this exchange and then he goes his way and I go my way and people are just kind of looking like what happened so my friend at the time she she was like yo we could we could turn up if you want like what and I was just like nah I I know what I need to know. And I left. So we leave. We didn't do nothing like we could have did. Um, And so what happened is it made me look like the crazy one, how I was acting, right? It made me look like I'm the one with the problem. Now, if you've ever been in a situation where someone is playing with your heart and you know how that feels, you'll probably identify with the person. But if that's not necessarily you, it looks like, yeah, this person is like tripping. Like, what's wrong? She crazy. You know, you hear that all the time, she crazy. And I did look crazy, right? So that's how reactive abuse can can, can come across. Now, my lashing out wasn't as bad as it could have been, but I've heard other stories of people saying how they hit someone and they don't ever hit, or they threw something at somebody, or, you know, say someone is being physically abused and they're constantly being hit. Finally, one day, they get hit, they cold, They go around, they get a brick and boom, throw it on his head. And now it's like she abused me, see? But nobody talked about the years of abuse that that person endured. So what reactive abuse is something, it is, it's toxic because this is what happens when a certain unhealthy behavior is repeatedly, this is the key word. Now, of course, physical that's just one time we don't nobody need to keep hitting you for you to know that you're being physically abused, okay that's like one time emotional abuse, spiritual abuse it's a little it's a little more subtle sometimes, so the way that you recognize it is it's repeatedly it it's consistently happening, and so this a relationship with a person that causes you to have reactive behavior because see there's a difference between reacting and responding like when When I respond to what you're doing, why are you doing this to me? I don't understand this. When I react to what you're doing, why are you doing this? I don't understand. It's like you get, it's a reaction. It's not a response. And with people that are toxic and unhealthy, they're constantly provoking you to react when normally you would just respond, but you find yourself constantly reacting out of character. So again, this is toxic because it is what happens when a certain unhealthy behavior is repeatedly used against someone to control and to manipulate them to the point of making them confused and overwhelmed. So what they react negatively, they react negatively. So. there's one scripture that I wanted to bring up um, in regards to this, and it's Ephesians, or Ephesium, I think it's in Hebrew, uh, chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. And it says, be angry. This is telling us right now we have permission to be angry. Having anger is not a sin. You being angry is not a sin. It says, be angry and sin not. That's where the sin is, is what you do with the anger, right? And this is the thing that tricks people up who are being emotionally abused or physically abused or mentally abused or abused in some kind of way is that second part in sin not. Because of the way they react, now they feel like they have sinned and it gets a little tricky because their behavior is reactive to abuse. It's reactive to abuse right? So again, Ephesians 4, 26 to 27, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So don't let the day pass without having, trying to discuss what you're angry about. This is the problem though. It's people who are toxic. You can't talk to them about what they're doing to you because they're going to provoke you to react When the word says, be angry, but don't sin, you're going to end up sinning in your reaction. They're going to constantly do this to you. This is why the most high is like, look, for some people, you need to cut that relationship off so you will stop sinning. They're provoking you to sin. Sometimes just getting out of a relationship with a person who causes you to constantly react. See some people like to blame people like that. You need to fix how you react. Often the way you fix it is by not being in a relationship with the person that likes provoking you to sin. You have to usually cut that relationship off so that you can stop sinning. Right? It says verse 27. Need neither give place to to the devil this is one of the ways the enemy or hashitan will get you if he can't get you to sin against yourself or sin against or initiate some sin against somebody else he will try to put you around people that will constantly provoke you to sin against their wickedness you're like dang well is it a sin if they being wicked because there's a such thing as a righteous anger A anger that brings you to sin is not righteous because you're sinning out of that anger right and it can like i said it can get tricky because it's like well look if uh if a woman saying is being abused and the man is beating her up to the point where she can't get out the house and she grab a knife and stab him so she can get free, is she sinning? This is, this is how it gets tricky. This is why the most high is like, just be, be careful being in relationships like that because it's going to keep putting you in a position to sin. It's going to keep putting you in these tricky, confusing positions because it's so manipulative. You don't know what's real and not or true or not anymore, right? So neither give place to, to Hashatan or the enemy. When when a, a person is constantly provoking you to anger, it gives place to the enemy. He's using them against you. He's using them to get you entangled into sin. Now, does that mean if you cut the relationship off with the person, um, it's forever? Yes. If they refuse to repent, if they refuse to repent, if they... Now, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about, um, they say they repent saying you repent and actually repenting is two different things. There has to be a change in behavior. If a person's behavior is not changing, you're fooling yourself. They're not repentant. And so if the person is repentant and they're trying to change and they're trying to, you know, do things differently, um, that's different. Um, But you still probably need to put some distance between you and them while they work on that thing. Because I put a um, post up on my Zara Hairston YouTube community tab, I don't know, sometime this week. And I put up, um, sometimes you don't have a relationship problem. You have a sin problem. So you'll be in a relationship with somebody. Say it's a mother and a daughter. And you're like, me and my mom just have this relationship problem. No, you and your mom don't have a relationship problem. Your mom has a sin problem. If she fixes the sin, I bet you your relationship problem will be fixed. That's one of the things we have to ask ourselves. It, what is the sin? Is there some sin somewhere in a situation? Once you locate that and see if there, you find whatever the sin is, ask yourself, if this sin is resolved, would it affect our, fixed, our the problems we have in our relationship? Then you don't have a relationship problem. They have a personal sin problem. Same thing in marriage. Oftentimes when we're in marriage, we're like, we have marriage problems. But if a person has uh, certain consistent behaviors where they constantly are sinning against you or themselves, you don't have a marriage problem. They have a sin problem. If the sin problem gets fixed, I'm pretty certain most of your marriage problems will go away. So that's the difference. So like Ephesians 4, 26 through 27 says, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. How is that going to happen if you can't communicate with this person because of their sin? 27, neither give place to Hashatan or the, the enemy. You give place to the enemy when you keep people in your life who constantly provoke you to sin. So... They are doing things that are, they're manipulating you, they're gaslighting you, they are, they're doing, their behavior is trying to bring you to a place of bubbling up so you can, ah, see, look at you, and you're supposed to be a Christian, and you're supposed to be a Hebrew, and you're supposed to be spiritual, but they provoked you to that place, which is why the Most High is like, don't provoke, don't do that. Not, it's not that's not just for parents and children, like people. We shouldn't do that because we're when you do that, not only are you sinning, you're putting making the person then sin too. So, when we talk about righteous anger, how do you know whether it's like an evil anger or a righteous anger? Um, mostly the way you tell that your anger is righteous when it's not kindled against a person, but it's kindled against a sin of a person, right? Like if you just hate a person, that's a little bit different than hating their sin and their wickedness. I also put this up on my YouTube community tab. I don't know if it was Zara royalty or Zara Hairston, how the fear of Yahuwah is to hate wicked, hate evil, right? So a righteous anger is when you are hating an evil behavior, a, a, a wicked sin. It's like, I don't necessarily hate the person, but I really hate what you do. That's how it helps us not have such bitterness in our hearts against people. Because you is like, you know, we don't need to have that in our heart. It's not healthy for us. It's not good for us. But when you have a hatred toward a sin or a wickedness, that's healthy for you. That's a righteous anger. That's a sign that you are healthy. We should hate evil and wickedness, right? So that's basically all I wanted to share with y'all about, um, like I said, in the field of um, you know therapy, counseling, all that stuff like that. They call it reactive abuse, but I like to call it reactive behavior because a person that this is happening to already feels like they're losing their mind. They already feel like they're like going through so much. So then to add on top of that and say, now you're abusive, which you can be, this is the thing. Like if you're being brought up by an abuser, being in a relationship with an abuser can make you become an abuser. This is why you need to separate from stuff like that. Put some distance either long term seasonally until they fix it or indefinitely if they don't want to be repentant about it it's very dangerous for you it it, it makes you walk in sin simply because of somebody else constantly provoking you that doesn't necessarily mean that you're weak will that doesn't mean that you are your emotions are out of control you don't know how to manage your emotion if someone's constantly provoking you, you're gonna be brought to a I mean, look at Yahusha, when he's flipping over the tables, it's just like, that was a righteous anger. That's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, so if the Messiah would do that, then, you know, who are we to think that something like that wouldn't bring us to a certain place? So um, we do want to work on how we react because we want to respond instead of react. But if we find ourselves constantly reacting Something is unhealthy. Somebody around us in this relationship or this circle or this group or this family or this dynamic is not healthy for us. It's putting us in sin. And um, I remember a time I was around a group of people and I was constantly being provoked. But it wasn't overt. It wasn't like in your face. So if I said something, people would have probably thought I was crazy. Like, I don't see that. That's not happening. Um, Y'all ever been in a situation like that where, you know, somebody keeps doing things to you there, but other people don't see it. Right. And so um, I was crying out to the most high because I didn't understand and I didn't really know what to do. And the Ruach was like, you need to separate from this group because you're being provoked. And I was like, hmm, what does that like? What does that mean? You know, Ruach show me like deeper about that the Ruach was showing me that I was not only being provoked, but I was being provoked to sin because you know, look now I ain't always known the most high. I'm going to just say that. I'm just going to say that. Um, and sometimes people want to take you back to that place to make you react the way you would have reacted in the past. And it's unhealthy because anybody That really loves you, they don't even want to bring that out of you. They don't even wanna like they don't they don't wanna put you in a position where you are challenged by, you know, challenged to sin, basically. Like true love doesn't do that. When somebody really loves you, they bring out the best in you, not the worst in you. And when the worst of you does come out, they wanna help you resolve that, not use it against you. But that's what emotional abusers and um, mental abusers, physical abusers, of course, um, spiritual abusers do. They want to provoke you to sin and get angry so that they can then use that against you so everybody can see that it was you. So you got to be careful with them kind of people. So the best way to handle them is to learn how to respond instead of react and put distance between you and them if they say they want to repent seasonally until they can prove that they've repented or indefinitely, if they are saying, ah, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. true love doesn't want to do that to a person. and doesn't want the relationship to say like that. So yeah, that was that. Um, go back to the beginning of the video. If you missed some of what I said, so I'll read some of y'all comments. Sorry. I had my light on, but I think I got a short and it's just, it's not working right now. And now it's kind of dark in here peace now Yoga. peace paul Juanita Israel peace Kiara Branch peace Zara you have been right on point these past couple of weeks excited for my coach chat session coming up see you in your e-chat so if y'all don't know I offer um e-coaching is one of the resources I offer under the coaching umbrella And you can have a live chat session with me to get some of the heavy off of your heart or a, what's called a drop in video session where we can then talk face to face and it's for whatever you want to offer. Ask the most high, have integrity. Y'all don't be out here trying to play me. Have integrity. Ask the most high, what can I give? And then you give that. And then you can have that session. I talked about that in the video right before this one, I believe it is called Does this help you? So check that video out to learn more about that. So yeah, Kiara, I'll see you, girl. Um, Spare all plays to the most high says, this is right on time. I'm experiencing this issue with my father. I have been broken over this and constantly trying to repent from the anger. Oh my gosh. I've had the same issue with my parent as well. Until I ended the relationship and all is well. Some people get out of your life and suddenly you don't have that problem you had anymore. Kill Nervous at Shalom family. Finally caught alive. Great message, Miss Harrison. Love y'all ministry. Thank you. Tiffany Moore. Shalom, Zara. Love the whole look. The shirt is nice. Thank you, girl. Ramona Jones. Hey, family. Hey, Ramona. We missed you and Dilly Beloved. Be liking your feedback, girl. You got to let me know, like, what's your work schedule? Because you need to be in there, girl. Second Sundays. Juanita Yisrael. This is right on target. Kill nervous be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Yes. Kill And that's from first 1 Corinthians 1533. And that is a good one because being around toxic people will start to make you toxic. Y'all be thinking I'm playing. Some of y'all think I'm doing too much, but I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help y'all not fall into sin by being with somebody who's in sin. I'm just saying. Nyoka Excuse me. I pray Yahuwah. Mm, excuse me, y'all. Yahoosha's hand cover and keep you, your whole unit, protected. You are so needed and capable to help his flock heal. I appreciate you, my Cesara. Oh, thank you, Nayoga. Rainy Powell, Shalom, family. Praise Abba Yah. We have his breath today. Cesara, always great topic. Thank you. Nayoga, all praise to the most high. Thank Yah for you, Cesara. This message is really connecting and confirming for me. Praise Yah. Rainy Powell got the, um, target. Um, Nyoga react burst respond. Taking notes, <laughs> Cassiopeia, Houston. Shalom. Y'all bless Peace. Spirit all praise to the most high says y'all woke me up and I hear the notification for this. This is confirmation for me. Wow. Praise y'all. Juanita Israel, a hundred. Right? Um, okay. This is deep. I needed this. I will watch over again. Yeah, make sure you go back to the beginning so you could get the parts that will make the end of this video make sense. Um, um, I think that's it. Ted Joe 10 says, hello, everyone. Peace. Um, Nova's World. Oh, my phone keep ringing. Nova's World. Love your repent or confront. I needed it. Thank you for your content. Oh, true trap challenge. Yeah, that's a true trap challenge. All right, y'all. So that's all I wanted to talk about with that. Make sure that you go back to the beginning of the video if you haven't seen this. Again, I'm going to say this. This is probably the last day. I'm going to say this for another few months. My coach me partnership calendar. So again, under coaching, you can do a partnership where we work together on a weekly basis for 17 to 24 weeks. You can do e-coaching where you can chat with me live. In a chat room that I created just for you on a bi-weekly basis, or you can do a drop-in session once a month to talk through. You'll be surprised how talking through your issues with somebody who has an ear to listen, a trained ear to listen, can help your life. Those are three different things that I offer. I explained them in the video before this one called, Does This Help You? Go look at that video and it it will help you the coach me partnership where I'm working with you on a weekly basis for 17 to 24 weeks that calendar is going to be closed until September like probably this week i take i'll take my last appointment on the 17th or the 18th i can't remember and i'll keep forgetting to go back in there and look at it but um you really only have you really only have like today or tomorrow to complete that form and book a discovery call if you want to work with me on a weekly basis to meet some life goals um and then that calendar will close for a few months it's seasonal because i dedicate time to a specific group of people for that 17 to 24 weeks then i take a little break because i need a little break after that and then i open the calendar again and then start over with a new group group of people so you have about two days to submit that form and make that um discovery call before those appointments run out if they if they haven't almost run out already um so yeah i'll make sure you go and do that um but if you just want to talk on a a a non-consistent basis i'll say the e-coaching and a drop me drop in video call sessions will work for you um and dearly beloved support group sessions we meet usually once a month sometimes twice a month adult edition teen edition but like i said go back and watch the video before this one All right. If somebody is constantly provoking you to sin, ask the Most High to show you what you need to do about that relationship. Y'all hate sin. He hates it. Ask him what to do about that relationship. Like, seriously. All right, y'all. I'm Zara Harrison, author, counselor, and coach, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. Look in the description for more details. Peace. Thanks for enjoying this podcast episode. Keep pressing to break free from toxic connections and or mindsets. Subscribe and join my email list at zara.harrison.com for more resources. Y'all bless.